Welcome to episode 90 of Chew On This, a Nerd United podcast. I'm BJ. Vic. We are 10 away from 100, dude. That's pretty insane. Yeah, I didn't think we'd get this far. Just 10 away, 10 away. And uh, what's been keeping us going this year is a little website called Patreon. Uh, it's a real, really good website to help artists out like ourselves, you know, sponsor us, uh, helps us... Uh, do a number of things, you know, upgrade the equipment, go on trips, uh, interview people that you guys might enjoy, which uh, we have some cool things, you know, in the pipeline for that, and go to cons and things like that. Um, so that is uh, patreon.com forward slash chew on this podcast, and uh, you can uh, sponsor anywhere from a dollar all the way up to like $100, I think, uh, per month, and they come with rewards and things like that, uh, depending upon which tier that you choose. And you can change it you know, from month to month or cancel it anytime or reactivate it, whatever you want. So anyway, it's patreon.com forward slash chew on this podcast. Going along with the sponsorship, or in this case, the non-sponsorship aspect of it. <laughs> uh, we're doing the we're sponsoring. Gonna... <laughs> <laughs> we're sponsoring for nothing. Um we we always talk about Wawa. Um, it's been going on for months now. Um, West Coast Wawa is the hashtag. We talk about their snacks, their sandwiches, even the gas station part of it. Um, what am I missing? We got we got holiday foods. We had um, coffee. They had coffee, of course. Uh, uh, <laughs> no, it's New Jersey, so there's no booze at Wawa. What but the would- serious hell? Oh. Yeah, New Jersey doesn't have uh, New Jersey doesn't have oh, liquor God. or al- need... sorry, alcohol in gas stations. They need um, to bring that here. They need to bring it here. Oh well, yeah, if they did that, it would make it, that would make it the ultimate. That was probably the only thing that Wawa was missing mm. was the fact that I, you could not get uh, alcohol there. So if Wawa does come out to the West Coast, then then I can grab a beer along with the sixty sandwiches I want to buy late at night. Nice. So oh, once again, so hashtag West Coast Wawa. All right, so moving along, we <laughs> are we are reviewing War for the Planet of the Apes, and yes. all right. So I think last time for Spider Man, you went first for your initial um, reaction. I'm going to go this time for this movie. Do it up. Um, I love this movie. Uh, this is this is by far. I mean, you could probably turn off the podcast after I'm finished because <laughs> by far this is the best movie I've seen all year. Mm. Like. Just by far, like, there's been a lot of movies that are out, and I haven't seen all of them. I haven't seen Baby Driver yet. Um, there's some other movies out there that that are getting ranked really high. That one on Netflix, but I, but uh, I have out of all the movies that I've seen, which are basically the movies that we've reviewed, mm-hmm. except for two. Um, this is by far the best one I've seen so far. Um, man, does does Matt Reeves nail it on this ending the trilogy? This is probably the best close to a trilogy ever, ever. Um, the Return of the King is pretty close, um, except that they have like seven endings, so <laughs> that kind of takes them out of the running. Um, this this is this movie is gorgeous. Um, this is more of a drama. I mean, it's called War for the Planet of the Apes, and yeah, there's there's big action set pieces, but for the most part, this movie is a drama, and it's it's gorgeous. There's plenty of emotion. You forget the fact that you're watching. Uh, you know, computer-generated uh, apes, even though there's motion capture underneath it. Um, yeah, i, I got to let you go before I keep going on, because <laughs> I could just go on about this movie forever. Um, all of that, plus, <laughs> plus, <laughs> plus, they need to give Andy Serkis a fucking award. I mean, enough is enough. Uh, this guy is just, he, he's incredible. I mean, you, like you said, you completely forget that these are fucking, these apes aren't there. These are people with motion capture stuff on them. Um, and, and, and the animators too should get an award for this movie. I mean, Oh my God. Yeah. I, I, I can't even, there was talk like, you know, that his, his facial expression doesn't count. So he's not really fully an actor in the scene. And I'm like, then give everybody the, give that entire yeah. team an Oscar along with him. Yeah, because it's horse shit. Yeah. You watch this movie, you can't tell me that there's maybe four better performances than what if you want to count the computer graphics people, the the FX people part of it, count them and then count circus in it. You can't find a better performance than what I saw last night. 
Oh my God. I mean, this movie had every Matt Reeves, this guy, I, now I'm really excited for the Batman. Like I, I was reading today that they, he scrapped this, you know, the Ben Affleck, Jeff John script. And I was like, Oh shit, right. here we go. And then I watched this movie and I'm like, nah, fuck it. Let him do it. Let him yeah, write do his whatever own. the fuck you want. Do whatever Don't you get want. in his way. Yeah. Whatever he says goes. Yeah, because these last two movies, and they're very, all three of these movies are very, like, distinct, and they're original, and they're different. And this one, I mean, I, I didn't know what to expect. I knew I was kind of expecting a good movie. I didn't, ex- I was blown away by this movie. Like, yeah. absolutely blown away. Sometimes you get spoiled by the, by the, early buzz or the the rating from rotten tomatoes uh you know like for for star wars i i i completely stayed away from it from for the fourth awakens and also rogue one and i'm going to do the same thing for the last jedi because i don't want the the rating to be so high where i expect something and i get disappointed or so low that i'm disappointed before i even go into the movie right right but this movie was tracking really high at 94 percent, which it would be one of the highest i think of the year yes um and I was like, okay, that's that's ridiculously high because if you watch, you know, from from Rise to Dawn to War, it increased every single time by like five or six points. I think the first one was only in the seventies or low eighties. Uh, the second one was in the mid to high eighties, and then this one's in uh, sitting at ninety four with I think like a hundred and ninety something reviews. Um, this movie, the, this trilogy, and and we talked about this during the week, anticipating this movie mm-hmm. of how excited we were. Both of us were actually more excited for this movie than Spider Man because the you know it's it's a reboot, but I've seen Spider Man three different times now in my generation in, in this form. Um, and but but Apes was completely different, and it flew under the right. Even though it's it's a big tentpole movie. I feel like it's it flies under the radar, and not a lot of people have talked about the last two movies and how amazing those first two movies are. And to be able to close it out with this trilogy is just just awesome that Matt Reeves did the for what he did for Dawn and what he did for uh, War. Yeah, I mean these movies uh, they're going to stand the test of time too for a really long time. You can. Well, it's it, this is a, definitely a trilogy where I could watch it once a year. I could just watch all three of them in a row. In fact, I I did that the other day. I watched the first two in a row, and then I went and saw this. And even though I was kind of playing of the apes out a little bit, I went and saw. <laughs> I, I was. I was like going kind of nervous. I'm like, man, I just watched those two movies. I think I'm going to go into this movie. I'm just going to be like wiped out. But I went into it, you know, thinking that, and came out of there going, oh my god, that was just, that was amazing. It, I mean, oh shit! And it did had callbacks to the other movies, but Tons but done, of Easter eggs. but done in a really good way. Right? Um, they don't they don't damage the brand like the first. So I went and wa- I watched the first movie this morning, and it's it's sixty eight the sixty eight version. Yeah, it's cheesy as hell, but it's still pretty good for what it is. But but Matt Reeves' version it doesn't detract from. That the 1968. Well, either. Matt Reeves's version is a reboot along with a prequel. Like yes, he, he does double. Well, not, I'm sorry, not Matt Reeves. He he took over the second one, but the the franchise as a whole is a reboot and the um, prequel. So yes, I mean this tells the story of obviously before the apes take over the planet. Um, right, right. And it's it's definitely different. A way different version than how it happens in the in the five earlier movies. The, yeah. Well, the nineteen the old eight movies. The nineteen sixty eight version takes place like two thousand years later too. So it's like yeah, like twenty three hundred or something like that. Yeah, at that point in time, it was nineteen sixty eight. So twenty three hundred was a really long time. Yeah, um, <laughs> but but it, but the premise is like so. Anyway, so the the whole the whole five movies is kind of a loop. Like I went I went back a little bit further. I remember me and you talked last night. I said I had to go watch the first one. Well, I didn't. What I did was I just read shit tons of stuff over five, about the five movies. Okay. Because I didn't want to just – because something was missing from the first movie, and I couldn't figure out where the hell the name came from, which was Caesar. Yeah. Caesar doesn't show up till the third or fourth movie. Right. And actually, by the time the second or third movie is, the, the entire Earth is completely destroyed. The entire, the, the entire series of the ape movies is one giant time loop. Yes. So it, it basically, the, you, it doesn't end. The series just keeps going and it, keeps it just going folds going back going. on itself. Right. Um, so basically what the original writers for the first Rise, for, for, for Rise of the Planet of the Apes, when they were rebooting it, doing a prequel, 
they took Caesar from the third or fourth movie and made him the 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 person that would uh, take the apes to the promised land. And it's completely different. In in the in the <laughs> in the old ape movies, this is how the fucking apes become uh, domesticated and smart. There's a disease that kills all the cats and and dogs in the world, and the humans decide to have chimpanzees as fucking pets. Yeah, that's so. Dumb. That's how it starts. So, I'm like, <laughs> right off the bat, whatever you choose instead of that is way better. Right, it's way better than that. <laughs> so they choose a fucking virus, which is. Which is awesome. It, it really is. Like, it, it's, you know, it's, you're always warned, like, in those type of movies, what would happen if, you know, don't, don't play God in, in the science lab. And that's what happens. And half of humanity gets wiped out. And that, and, but the <laughs> apes become smart. Um, but that first movie was great. Franco was really great in that movie, too. Oh, um, yeah. Love John so Lithgow good. as well. John Lithgow in that mm-hmm. one. Um, so anyway, so yeah, oh, man, I'm jumping all over the place because I really I can't That's believe okay. how good this I mean, movie was. Well, to get to this movie, you kind of got to talk about the other two movies just a little bit, you and know? even about the first five too. Yeah, I mean, because they take they borrow, like you said, a lot of things from those five movies, and they put it in this movie, but they do it in a way that honors those movies, but also makes sense. You know, right? Like, like so, like you know, the, the nuclear bomb that Heston blows up, I think, in the second movie. Yeah, it's the, the they worship the Alpha Omega, right? So, in order to sh- throw that Easter egg into this movie, remember the, the opening s- shots of the humans is the the writing on the back of the helmets, mm-hmm. and yes. then the very last one you see is the Alpha Omega. Says Alpha Omega, yep. Right, and like that was an awesome Easter egg right there. Um, in nineteen, uh, in, in the old versions, yeah, the humans can't talk. And, oh, this virus starts to mutate into yes, this. Yes, but but in the '68 version, they were experimenting on the humans. They were like cutting their frontal lobe. They were doing something, right. yeah, to make them mute um, and also docile. And so, like, and uh, yeah, I like this version better, where the the disease mutates, not really killing people off anymore. Now it's just like rendering them speechless. You know, kind of right. And uh, yeah, anyway, so we we should probably. Um, Talk about you know how the thing, how the movie begins. It, it begins like what a few years after uh, fifteen. So f- like a good fifteen years after uh, the first movie. The first movie, but yeah, it's it only takes, it, but it's, it's only fast. two years. But it's only two years after the second movie. Right. The war has. I, I love their intro for this movie. Mm-hmm. The 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 three paragraphs of uh, in highlighting rise, dawn, and war. Yeah, that was and awesome. It, it, I, as I was watching this, I was like, "Oh my god, this is like a, an updated version of the Star Wars uh, scroll." Yeah, was it, it? It was like just like that. And then you know, you see the, you see the. Uh, it just starts off right off the bat with with war. Um, and this is uh, now. So they've been on the run for the last two years. Like the military is after them, and they know that Caesar exists. Like he's the the captain of the of the apes essentially or the general and so the alpha the alpha so they're trying to find him and in doing so they they see him or what they thought was him and they shoot him and it happened to be his son and killed his wife as well so right off the god gut-wrenching oh yeah so right off the bat it's like a revenge story almost like at the beginning Mm -hmm. Or like a like a death wish kind of kind of kind of thing. <laughs> You're like, oh fuck, Caesar's fucking Charles Bronson. Oh shit, you right? Um, and then they do that thing where he's like, I'm going to go on my own and go after him. And then, but you know, Maurice and a couple of the other apes that you've come to know, they're like, no, we're going to go with you. And so then it becomes like this like fucking revenge story and like yeah. Magnificent Seven. Like, oh, we're going to go. <laughs> you know, uh, I, I just, they meshed a lot of movies in it, but I didn't care. Because it, so like, it worked. I, I was thinking before I even saw this movie, the first two movies, if I wanted a prequel, this is how I would do them. I would want to know how the apes came about, and this is how you do it. And I was thinking, like, this was if, – if if the Star Wars prequels told Anakin Skywalker's story the same way they told Caesar's story – that would be the that would be the oh that would be the God. ultimate trilogy. So going into this movie, when his wife and his son are killed, I'm like, oh, Anakin, right here, false to yeah. the dark side. Yeah, because they had built up that whole family thing, even all the way before he was even before Caesar was even quote unquote married, all the way the, to the very beginning about it was always about family, mm-hmm. and 
And my God, when they're shot and he, the look on his face, and I'm saying the look on his face as a computer generated look with the, <laughs> and the emotion that it's going, oh my God. Like, and these are, these are not only the, are these like not real, they're talking apes. Oh my and I, God. And I'm watching them and I'm watching them like they're just normal characters. Like, and I started being able to tell them apart. I'm like, I'm watching too many ape movies because I can start telling these fuckers really apart. <laughs> Um, but God, when they, when he finds out that they're shot and, and killed, oh, yeah, I, 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 I felt for Caesar as much as I could have felt for any other like actor in any kind of tr- dramatic movie. And that's just good storytelling. I mean, and they've built that character up over two movies. So yeah, yeah. It, it's just really good storytelling, really good acting. Um, I mean, they put everything together so well and it had to kind of end this way. I mean, it had to kind of end in a way where like, you're still thinking like, oh, well, he still has compassion for humans. Like what is going to – what is going to finally be the nail in the, in the human's coffin essentially? Like how – It doesn't for him though. It still doesn't because no, he still takes in that girl. He, he does. still takes in Nova. He does. He still takes in the girl and he has enough compassion for that man at the end. He doesn't kill him, So, right. uh, which we'll get to that later. But um, – Woody Harrelson kind of he just does what he does. I mean, he's sadistic and evil. he's actually he's not he actually even in does it <laughs> pretty well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. he yeah. actually does he he does a really great job and and even and this is how you know you got a great actor and great dialogue and and great director because he seemed like a one note character and then he tells you the story of his son getting the mutated virus and like okay now I know everything about this guy's this guy's just like Caesar. Yeah, he, he's just like Caesar. He is. He's a different version of it. And what was really interesting is that there were two factions of humans. Mm-hmm. Like he he was controlling uh he was killing people off that had the mutated virus and the other group didn't agree with that. Right. They're just like they're like uh no, what are you doing? You're killing people off that are our people. We we need the numbers, you know, and he's like no, these aren't our people anymore. So like they're making the monkeys like build a wall because they know the other humans are coming. And I just thought that was fucking cool. Like I didn't really like, oh man, like, yeah, they're going to let them essentially fight each other because there that's, are so that's human many, nature. There's so many undertoned things here. Like, so I, I was, I was picturing, I kept, okay, so spoilers, let's talk about the ending. Okay. I, Cause and this is exactly what I was just trying to avoid saying last night to you. I thought Caesar was in the original Planet of the Apes, like the first movie. Like, it had been a really long time since I'd seen, seen it, so I wasn't sure. So I was yeah. really surprised when he, when he dies at the end of this movie. Yeah. I did not know that he did not survive and wasn't I, on, in Planet of the Apes, well, the 68 I, version. Well, I, I knew he wasn't in that version. I knew I remember hearing or seeing him or something like that, but I thought it was told in a flashback, honestly, and I thought it was like who they were worshipping. So because they have Cornelius. It is. Because they have Cornelius, they have other apes that I recognized. And so I thought that, I mean, when Caesar he died. was a statue. Yeah, what, exactly. So when he died... I was more like I wasn't surprised. I was more disappointed because I'm like, oh fuck! Like he's my favorite character, and and if they do move on with other movies, which they've talked about, if depending upon how well this movie does, they've talked about they have plans to move forward. So without the Heston type, but it, but it's reboot. right, but it's but it's also going to be without Caesar, who is like the essentially the the anchor or the linchpin or the the character that you're following. You know, essentially it's like actually I think I started. Him. I started liking Maurice a lot in this movie too. Oh, he was awesome. And when he talked at the end, that was awesome. Yes, great. Yeah, he didn't talk for two movies. Yeah. And he he's always he's basically like the Jiminy Cricket for Caesar. Yes. Um, and I I lo- I you know, I enjoyed his character, but in this movie I was like, "Oh my god, I'm like I'm starting to feel for him the same way I felt for Caesar." Yes. There's there's nothing that Caesar goes through from the very first movie into this last movie that you don't feel like that would be you given the same situation. Yeah. Um, the other thing I was saying about, I couldn't get over the ending was I was like, this seems like, like almost like a Jesus thing dying here. Like he, you know, he didn't die with his spread arms spread wide open, like a cross or anything like that. But on top of a mountain with the, with the tree and the rock and him kind of, you know, dying at sunset. Mm-hmm. I was like, I wonder if I started thinking about like a lot of like, um, 
I was like, is there like a religious undertone to this whole thing? Because think about what he does. Right, well, like he, he almost seems like a himself. Moses. Yeah. Well, he also well a Jesus slash Moses type character, basically. Um, well, Moses because they were all his, enslaved. Yeah. Well, Moses also. Yeah, exactly. Moses led his people to the promised land. You know, Caesar got him there. Uh, th- there's there's a lot of different stories where the hero dies at the very end, saving you know his people or a bunch of people, and then he you know keels over. Uh, there's a lot of movies like that. Um, can't think but of it yeah, on the top of my head, but when he died, when he died, I was like, because I wasn't sure. I could have swore that, like, and again, it had been a long time since I seen the '68 version. I could have swore he was in the original. So it really completely caught me off guard when he died. It was a gut punch, man. Yeah, it was. Well, times ten for me because I thought he survived. <laughs> <laughs> You're all no. <laughs> yeah, no, Optimus Prime. Um, so. So yeah, oh my god, well, so he died too. So that was a great death scene too. God, yeah. fuck, this movie's so good. So if Michael Bay directs the next one, he'll bring Caesar back. <laughs> <laughs> Caesar will be Caesar will be in doggy heaven. Yeah, and he'll just um, he'll just pop back up with the the Autobot Matrix dildo. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> The fucking, uh, you know, the thing, oh, the, yeah. the two thing with the two spikes, it looks two, like, yeah. it looks like the other end of the seven, like, strap-on. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about yeah. from seven? Yeah, I don't want to know. <laughs> but, oh, like, man. picture, like, both ends like that, and then you, there it is, the Autobot Matrix, <laughs> fucking Michael Bay, piece of shit. Yeah, this, this guy's the man of the hour, man. He, he wrote, I think he had a hand in writing this movie, too. Yep. Yeah, he did. I, I, so immediately right after this movie, like you know, again, I'm, I'm like really blown away by this movie, and I'm thinking, oh fuck, Matt Reeves has got the Batman, and I'm like, oh my god, I can't wait to see that movie. That was yes. the first thing I thought about right after this movie. Oh that, yeah, me too. But I couldn't believe, like, I was like, oh my god, if 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 the Batman is anywhere near this, holy shit. Yeah, give that guy space. Give him all the monies. Don't fuck with that guy. Let him. He knows what he's doing. I, mean, I will say I I really want a a good detective movie. Yes, like we got the we got the crime drama in like The Dark Knight, which was awesome, right? Like, but it really wasn't really a detective movie. Like, uh, just like the seven, bullet. I think like, just like the even bullet. just saying seven, like seven's yeah. a seven's a you know it's a it's a suspense thriller, but it's also like they're trying to they're trying to solve a mystery, and I love that. Like, along came a spider as well, shit yeah. like that. Yeah. I love stuff like that, and if if he could just find a way, or somebody find a way to give me that like a transcending superhero movie that is is a detective story, that would be fucking awesome. Yeah, like it would be like the Riddler would be the best uh, villain for that. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And there's no reason why they couldn't they couldn't do that. Um, I, yeah, I think they're probably going to scrap that whole Deathstroke thing and just go with that, which. Yeah, whatever. Whatever they're gonna do, they just they need to let that. He knows what he's doing. They need to let that guy just do his thing and shut up. And yeah. uh, he's gonna put something together really good because, like, how? I mean, I, I can't think of any trilogy except for, like you said, Lord of the Rings, the original Star Wars, all that stuff where it's so well put together. Um, well, I mean, Jedi. You know, to be honest, Jedi as 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 a closing trilogy movie, Jedi ranks pretty low for me. Yeah, well, um, it, it does, but it had it had sequences in it that you know the whole begin, iconic, the whole yeah. beginning part is just is just so iconic. But yeah, yeah, but this movie, there wasn't one time, dude, where I was rolling my eyes, where I was like, "Oh, this is bullshit," or like I was like, "That's dumb," or whatever it is. This whole movie, I was surprised. I mean, it just kept the it it, it, turned, it was kind of like two different movies, really, because the first half of it. It's like a, again a magnificent seven. We're going, you know, revenge. We're going after this fucking yeah. dude, and then it turns into like like the Great Escape. Like they got to right. escape, and also everything goes full circle for him. I mean, he started out in the cage, and now at the end of the movie, you know, end of his life, he's in a cage again. And we saw how miserable he was, and how how absolutely hopeless he felt. And those those you know apes that were that didn't get enslaved, they ended up. Which I knew they would. They ended up going and, and helping them escape, and that was just genius. I mean, I loved that whole sequence. Did you did you pick up the Easter egg when he before he gets into the camp before he gets knocked out and captured, where the apes were held up on the cross? Did you pick up that Easter egg? No, no. So when Charlton Heston, I think they go swimming. 
above the lake or whatever. Oh, the X's. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they weren't X's. They were like they look like scarecrows. They're like, are those scarecrows? Right. You know, oh yeah, yeah. They kind of they did do that. You're right. I didn't think about that. Um, no, it was just I thought like, it was nice flipping the script. I thought it was really cool. They brought uh, Steve Zahn in there as the guy. The, the new ape who was like bad ape, bad ape. He was right. kind of the comic relief. Yeah, but not over the top. Like he was just he was, he was ju- innocent oh. in how he was being funny. Was ju- but he he got laughs. I mean, he got laughs. Oh yeah, yeah. He definitely so laughs, but like not like oh my god, they're trying to put comedic. Right. They're trying oh, to God's put like Jar Jar a, again. Yeah. Yeah, like they're trying to put like a comedic spin to this movie, and it's it, that's not the case. It's it's how this ape was, and like how scared shitless this ape is, and the words the the words that he only knows. Yes. And it was like I said, it was like an innocent funniness to, uh, about him. But that it also opens up a, a question or it opens up, a, 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 I guess, in future movies that there is another faction of apes elsewhere that could speak because they were like, where did you come from? You're not part of the original people. Well, so, he said they all died, didn't he? So he's from somewhere, you know, from the, somewhere the different. Zoo, the zoo. The zoo. zoo he's from. Right, right. But I thought in that I thought in that story when he was telling about the zoo that – all those other apes got killed except for him because he took off to that place that they caught him at. Oh, okay. Well, there, I mean, there's other zoos with other apes. Well, yeah, I mean, there's – yeah, exactly, because as somebody catches, like, that simian disease, if the apes catch it, all they do is get smarter. It's like the and, exact opposite. And also, there were new there were new apes in this thing. There were actually gorillas, like a lot more gorillas in this. And, like, yeah. in the beginning, you had that – gorilla named uh winter which i'm like oh i've never seen that ape before it was pretty cool actually and, yeah. yeah and so i'm like i'm wondering if other factions have kind of like you know kind of eventually wandered over there and, and ran into them you know and then they no, all- no well for that that was different that uh the way they explain that is is there were eight, oh actually you're talking about winter though right yeah yeah or was he okay. born born into that group and then just was that was never established but gorilla. it was established that the other that the other gorillas that were helping the humans they were they were like Koba followers. Yes. That's how they explain that. And I love that. They brought Koba back uh in those little sequences like that yeah, haunt, that haunted him because he said he would never kill another ape and I think that right. that continued to haunt him and I, I fucking love that. I mean adding that in there just it, it really rounds out his character, and it's almost like I think Andy Circus said something about how this movie's about him. You know, it's it's the battle for his soul because like he he he's not a murderous person. He doesn't want to go out and murder people, or you know, he'll fight to protect his family. So when his family's killed, and he just goes on a rampage. But by the end of the movie, when he's about to kill that guy, he has compassion for him and he just he just he pull you know drops the gun and says no nah, i'm not i'm not gonna fucking do this you know i i need to keep my i guess humanity <laughs> even though it's an <laughs> ape but it's true it's weird right. you know and um i mean yeah again they borrowed a lot from other movies but it's like i'm watching this movie and i'm like i don't care it works but it's it's really so seamless well. it's really yeah, seamless it is it's not throwaway um, shit did you pick up any easter eggs I, you know, man, I, I'll be honest Other with you. Other than the obvious, I, I ones. Really, yeah, I'd really be honest with you. I, I was so blown away by this movie that I just, I like, I have to go watch it again to catch, to really pay attention to things because I went into it like as a fan, and just came out of there just glowing, just like holy shit, that was amazing. Now I need to kind of go back as the critic and really like pay attention to certain details and stuff. But I know there were a ton in there. There were a, a ton of Easter eggs. And like when well, there, we mentioned, we mentioned two of them already. The, or, one, or, the other one was Nova or not necessarily Easter eggs, but just callbacks. Like they're walking on the beach on a horse with the girl. Oh, yeah. Behind. Yeah. I'm like, Oh, that's, that, that's that rock is over there too. Like, yep. Um, a lot of the scenery, a lot of the visionary stuff was like, or the, the, you know, visual stuff was like callbacks, like to the right. to the other movies. And so uh, the Caesar's Caesar's son's name, the one that survives, is Cornelius. Cornelius, yep. Who was the scientist in the the original um, the original eight movies? He's the one who helps who helps uh, uh, Charlton Heston's character out. Right. Um, they, he's also in a few movies until they die. Yes, so a couple of movies where they come to Earth, I think. 
Yes. Just so weird. No, I, I, oh man, I, I, this movie, I, I think you hit it, hit the nail on the head there. I think this movie is like by far my favorite movie of the year so far, which doesn't really surprise me all that much. And it's pretty high, I think, on our top 10 list uh, of most anticipated. But, mm-hmm. but right now it sits at number one. So, I mean, unless The Last Jedi blows. <laughs> it's gonna, it's gonna stay there. <laughs> well, I'm sure there's also there's always, the, last year there was a couple of sleepers around this time. So, oh, Arrival, yeah, I remember Arrival. Arrival, Which and then Moana, Moana kind of came out of nowhere. Even you know the guy that, that uh, the guy that directed Arrival directed uh, Blade Runner, right? Oh, okay. So I'm I'm really excited for Blade Runner. But uh, anyway. Um, Gosh, what else? I mean, can we talk about this movie? I know uh, we didn't really go into so the RT ratings ninety four percent. Is that what you said? It's like yeah, ninety four percent. I think it did. Uh, what, so this is the this is opening day. So last night it did like five million. So it's on track to being kind of low. Probably I think sixty million is what it's on track for. But this thing should have some legs and it should have word of mouth. I mean, it's it's definitely the best movie sitting out there right now. It's such a gem. There's so many, I mean, so many things that happen in this movie that are uh, heartbreaking, that are just like thrilling, that are uh, heart pounding, uh, humorous. I mean, the the thing has everything, but they're fucking apes. I mean, it's, it blows. (laughs) That are not there. It blows my mind. And the, the technology, I think by the third movie is so spot on. Um, that you cannot tell the difference. Like you really have to pay hard attention, and even then, you can't really see. It's so seamless. I mean, I, I can't even. I, if anything, I would go to the movie just to just to see how seamless it is, or how yeah. awesome the visual effects are. But um, shit, uh, this is the problem with movies that are this awesome. There's really not a lot to talk about. You could really, like, a minute sum up how fucking did you awesome have, this movie did you have a Did you have a single negative about this movie? I I really, I mean, uh, it's over. <laughs> uh, I, I, yeah. You know, um, I, so I wasn't disappointed that, season, well, actually, I was kind of disappointed that he died because I, I really enjoyed his character. I was kind of hoping that he would survive and then, you know, um, and then see him in a future, you know, movie or something, whether society. Well, basically, broken. basically, you're you're watching the rise of Caesar, almost like the myth of like Jesus Christ. I'm, and I'm not trying to be cheesy or or, or funny, or whatever. But it, for because you remember in the eight movies, Caesar is basically looked upon as like their religion, his god, their god. Yes, right. Because this is like thousands of years into the future, right? So well, and these movies don't connect because they basically rebooted the entire thing. Yeah. But, but if you were to take the same timeline, this is like a thousand years later, where you know historically speaking, that's kind of when Jesus started taking fame is like hundreds of years after he died, and Caesar becomes like their god. There's the the, the statue that they that they uh, worship um, in in these movies is that you just saw how why they worship him. And right. fuck, I mean, I would worship him too. He's fucking, he's fucking awesome. Yeah, he was the most in the trilogy. In this trilogy, he was by far the most human character. That's just crazy. Yeah, it is crazy. And and like you said, some of the other characters that you come to know over the last two movies, like Ash and Rocket, and uh, uh, you know and Maurice, Maurice uh, who became my new favorite ape. <laughs> yeah, I love uh, Maurice. Um, but yeah, it. it I wonder where they could go from here anyway. Like if they decided, let's say this movie makes all the money and they decide, okay, we're going to, um, we want Matt Reeves to do another one, just like one more. Where would he go with it? Like, I'm like, would it be sure. like, would it be apes versus apes or like, uh, you know, or cause you said they're not going to do a Charlton Heston reboot. They're not going to have the rocket. Well, they, they and, did tease. They did tease that in the beginning of the uh in towards the end of the first movie like it where you see the news the lift the off news. right no the the, the lift off had already happened earlier in the in the movie but towards when all hell is breaking loose when the apes escape uh-huh. and they're they're running towards golden gate in the background in one of the news 
in the uh, news broadcasts, um, it says that the the astronauts are missing. They can't find them. Oh, so shit. it was teasing that the that the, they disappeared already. Okay. So they uh, they did that. tease it, and if you're gonna, I don't know if that was more of like a tease to future movies, or it was more of a Easter egg for fans to find. You know, oh, because yeah. at that point in time, you didn't even know you were in a second or third movie. Yeah, um, that's true. Because if that movie sucked, you would have never gotten to this movie. So yeah. Well, so I mean, they could take it in that direction, and they could easily again. They could just easily say that was just an Easter egg for the fans. They could yeah, do it if they wanted to, but they, could they have do it out. like I don't know, like maybe twenty. Like Nova is a lot older, you know, like ten years, fifteen years go by, and it's just the well. Apes I mean, doing if their if, thing. if if they take the same character, like see, like the other the other apes, I don't think are in the original apes movie. Yeah, and you don't have Maurice's the, character is actually named after the guy who played that doctor. Yes, or, yes, but so you don't have you don't have the name. you don't have the religious cult leader guy that's been keeping secrets. You know, uh, no, no, um, you wouldn't have that guy. But so Caesar is basically the only person that actually his name and Cornelius. If it follows the same thing, Cornelius would be grow up to become a scientist. Yeah, um, but Caesar is really the only one who actually is the same character in both movies kind of gotcha no it's just and and they don't wear clothes and shit like that but in the other <laughs> those movies are yeah they're yeah. wearing clothes and and but that's also m- many many years into the yeah. future after you know the apes colonize i mean it, it would be kind of cool to see like if there were other apes that bad ape was talking about that really did survive, but he mm-hmm. said they were all dead. But that just begs to differ. Like there's there's more than two zoos in the entire world, you know? <laughs> right. So there could be like I don't know. I, I don't want to say it because I just it cringe. It makes me cringe. But it'd be like a Walking Dead type thing. Oh right, Negan Negan ape. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. God, Jesus! I just pictured fucking a gorilla in that suit and just it. I've rolled my eyes to it with a baseball um, bat. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, it could. I mean, that's one way they could go. I mean, what else are they going to do? They they fought the humans for like you know two and a half movies. So I, let's not go back to it. I already I already shit my pants in the second movie, dude. When they were when they were riding horses and shooting with machine guns, I was like, oh my god, that's fucking cool. You know, um, what is the next thing they could do? I don't know, put armor on or something, or you know. Uh, Mark Wahlberg shows up. Weapon. <laughs> it's a transform. It's an ape. <laughs> so how do you, say how do your mother for me? Say how do your mother for me? <laughs> it's horrible. Uh, no, no, keep him out of movies. It's funny. They, they inject him into movies. It doesn't work, but they inject the rock into movies, and then the movie becomes ten times better. Oh, that would be fucking awesome if, if it was the rock that was the astronaut. That would be pretty cool. Oh, that would be fucking badass because now you got the you know the rock is you know just as big as a fucking gorilla. I mean, he'd still die. Let's not <laughs> let's not throw science out. Let's not throw real science out the window. Like if the rock fought like a full like silverback gorilla, the rock would die. <laughs> I mean, that's how strong these fucking things are. Like, oh, you, yeah. you, I mean, like Chewbacca strong. You know, like you literally could rip your arm out of your socket strong. <laughs> Oh, I'd love to see that, man. But I would awesome. still love this. I would still love this, like because there's no doubt that when you know a, a five foot four chimpanzee goes up against the man in this movie, he beats the shit out of the man. Oh yeah, because that's what would happen in real life. Because these things are fucking strong as fuck. Yeah, they, so they push you down and they jump on you and then just start wailing on you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, there's no doubt in my mind that the Rock would get mauled by a fucking gorilla. If that was the case, but it would still see it would still be pretty cool, just to have like a, a human that size going against the apes. Yeah, it would be because you know, Heston's small. Wal- Wahlberg is is you know he's ripped, but he's like he's kind of tiny. Like you know he's not he's not tall. So no, the Rock is just, what six foot three. You just have two gorillas going either side of him, tear him apart. Just like, Are we talking about The Rock or yeah, Mark Wahlberg? Yeah, like Mark Wahlberg. They're like, make a wish. They just like just <laughs> rip him in half. I don't know. You know, come to think of it, I don't know if I want to see any more. I mean, this this is like Toy Story 3 to me. It's just so good. Yeah, yeah. And I, I just, you know, and then when they announced Toy Story 4, I was like, uh, all right. Well, I, I mean, I trust Pixar, but. Well, Lasseter is attached to it, so. You yeah, 
yeah, that's the only saving grace is that the original writer is still part of it. Um, so, you know, if if they do a, a fourth Planet of the Apes and Michael Bay is directing it, then, you know, I know that only a trilogy exists. <laughs> You're like, I'm not watching that movie. I'm like, I'm not even fucking. I'm like, I, I already know you fucked it up. Before you even make a, before you even read the script that you're gonna fuck up, before you even like film anything, before you even say action, I already know you fucked this movie up. <laughs> it's like the beginning of that movie begins and like somebody goes over and starts beating on Caesar's body till like he breathes air and he wakes up. It's so retarded. It's yeah, so retar- <laughs> like. I know Michael Bay would fuck up this this series. It, like it, it would be a guarantee. A guarantee that he would fuck this up. Yeah, there's no doubt in my mind that he would fuck. Like, I'd bet any amount of money. I, I'm, I don't, I don't give a shit if this goes viral. I bet any amount of money if he took the series <laughs> over, he would fuck it up. You, there's no evidence. There's no movie that Michael Bay can point me to that says no. I wouldn't fuck this up. There's none. No, Name a Michael Bay movie that gives me any confidence that he wouldn't fuck up the fourth movie you know, in this series. Honestly, the only difference between him and you, Ball, is that his movies make money. <laughs> there isn't the the, yeah. the movies are shitty, you know. Everything that he everything that he touches is shitty. I mean, I like I like stuff like The Rock, you know. But but even now, like when you've watched that movie, it's so fucking cheesy. But but I don't the know. Prim- there's so many dumb things. Like the fact that we're talking about talking apes is more believable than The Rock. <laughs> yeah. In this day and age, I find it more believable. Than a Michael Bay movie about terrorists taking over The Rock. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if, if terrorists showed up at CNN tomorrow on The Rock, I would still find it more believable if Michael Bay was filming the movie. I would still find it more believable that apes talking in this movie is more real. <laughs> That's how fucking shitty he is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, my God. No, it's... Uh, how do we end up getting ripping on Michael Bay over how good this movie is? Because the movie's so good, we don't have anything more to say about it, so we're ripping on other shit. <laughs> <laughs> we're ripping on an imaginary movie that'll never get made by this guy. Thank God. Yeah, exactly. I mean, but it's I just... I mean, that's, what, that's, a, that's another bonus, is that Matt Reeves did such a great fucking job that he kept Michael Bay away from the series. <laughs> so, like... That's even better. <laughs> or anybody away from it. Like yeah, I don't I, mean, I don't want Steven any- Spielberg might not even want to touch this. No. I mean if they're just like, Hey, we're gonna this movie made all the money, we're gonna make another one, I they better get that guy back, otherwise forget it. You know, let let better guy- be producing or something or writing yeah, a script. Yeah, well even producing, I mean, that that's I've seen that happen too, like with like you know, kick ass. I love the first movie. And then mm-hmm. the second movie, he really, he just produced it and every, somebody else took it over and it sucked. You know, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't like that movie at all. So I, either he's going to direct and write it or don't do it at all. Just leave it alone. Leave it. It's a perfect trilogy. It's like right up there with like, you know, the born identity trilogy only, I think slightly better. It's, oh, it's this just, is way better. It's just it's in the pantheon of trilogies. This is it's so good. Each movie gets better, you know. And um, I, I just can't say enough about this fucking movie. It's ridiculous. Do, How can we even do? Uh, can we even do uh, a diversity rating to this? Well, I, I I think diversity. I think you have to look at like the voice who, actors the, who the voice the... actors were i don't i i probably wouldn't say plethora anyway i would probably say jan brady just out of like guesswork but also the the i mean there were d- d- kind of a diverse cast as far as like the soldiers and stuff like that but they weren't in it very much so um i mean i just probably a light jan brady is what i would say and as yeah, far as same here and i'm i'm giving it full you know Full chainsaws. I'm giving it all across the board. This is this is my. Is this the first five I'm giving this year? I don't know. Uh, I'm not sure. This will be my first five. I'm gonna yeah, spoil it. Yeah. That's how fucking. I can't even wait. I can't even wait because this movie is so fucking. Five five lightsabers for me. Yeah, by it's far. So, it's by far. It's so good. no brainer. It's so. It was, good. I I knew exactly walking out of the year. I was like, this is my first five star of the year. Yeah. Oh, for sure. It might be the only one. Yeah, if, if, yeah. Last, if Last Jedi pisses us off, it's like... <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so far, number one movie for me. I mean, god damn it. Uh, 
they just knocked it out of the park. Everything about this movie is fantastic. Oh, Matt and, Reeves, I'm begging you, please make the Batman as 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 good as this. Oh shit, yeah. Make in fact plan the trilogy out right now. Just plan your your where Bruce Wayne's going to be going and. Um, if he pitched, if, if if Matt Reeves pitched the story to me, this is how much I hate Michael Bay. Yeah, I'm going back there. <laughs> this is how much I make. My, this is how much I hate Michael Bay. If Michael Bay said like, I'm going to do, um, oh fuck, I forget the name of the. It's the the book where the Scarecrow and and the Batman go at it. Uh, I forget the name of the. That's I not, forget the. Not I forget the name of the. I, I forget the name of the. I keep thinking Hush the all the time. It's not Hush. Yeah. No, 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 it's not oh, okay. Hush. I, wait, is it? I can't remember. But anyway, if if Michael Bay said that's the that's the version he's going to pitch me, and Matt Reeves pitched me, I'm going to take Batman. I'm going to put nipples back on the bat suit, and I'm going to put like half naked gladiator um, statues in Gotham City, and make everything neon. And that's the story that Matt Reeves pitched me. I would still go with Matt Reeves over Michael Bay. Oh, for sure, um, no doubt. I mean. He just he needs. My thing is this: like, don't put too many villains in it because that it makes it crazy bad that way. Um, too well, the much problem is you, you. The problem is using Ben Affleck is is well. You're getting a, a pretty decent actor. I think he's pretty good as Bruce Wayne. I think he's pretty good as as, as the Batman. The problem is his age, so you can't tell any like year one stories. You know. You can't tell him where Batman's trying to figure some shit out becoming Batman. You can't do that because you got Ben Affleck there. He's fucking older than yeah. that. So you have to do yeah. a story that's kind of, kind of either he could tell the the how he could tell the uh, uh, death in the family story. He could do that. Batman, like you could, you know, prosthetics I, or CG. You could make Ben Affleck a little bit younger doing the the death in the family story. You could, you could totally do that. Um, I was thinking, like, you know, you have your main villain, but then do something like the Red Hood, you know, as 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 somebody that's kind of the uh, the underlying, like something that's going on throughout it. Oh right. And, so but, you do like uh, uh, where it ends up being Jason Todd under the Red Hood. Yes, absolutely. That would be awesome. Um, that'd be a really good. Uh, of course, you just fucked it up now. That'd be a really good good twist, you know, good ending. Well, if you've ever seen any DC comic movie, you've seen that, and it's in the comic books, too. Anyway, we, we're at yeah. 47 minutes, and we've talked about Batman and Bat- Michael Bay. We've for talked like about War of the Worlds for like 10 minutes and everything else. <laughs> How shitty Michael Bay is. Um, but, but go anyway, see this movie. Yeah, go see you, this goddamn if you've movie. Already, if you've already seen it, you know, go watch it again, because I, I think I plan on watching this again Um in about a week or two, I'll go back and watch it, like at a matinee or something, and really like pay attention to all the cool shit. Uh, oh, and if it, anybody, for some stupid reason, if you're if you're an Oscar judge or you get to vote on the Oscars for some reason, you're listening to our pathetic podcast. <laughs> would you please nominate Andy Circus? And if you can't just nominate Andy Circus, nominate Andy Circus and the entire special effects crew that were involved in bringing Caesar oh to, he, to life. He deserves an Oscar of some kind. I don't care what it is. You got to give him this guy an Oscar. He is truly like a master. Uh, um, I mean, he has his own motion capture company now, which makes a lot of sense because the guy just, he's fucking incredible. And he got, a, he got some guys uh, that turn in, he, he helps out the other people put in performances as well. So like everybody, all the apes, everybody that played an ape just did a phenomenal job. Like you literally forget, like you stop thinking about like, oh, that's a human, you know, doing that shit. It, you forget about it, completely forget about it. You think that's a talking ape. Or like when they're sign languaging, you're like, oh, those are animals sign languaging to each other. You know, they're not there. They're not fucking there. These are people with suits on, and then they digitally, you know, put it on top of it. And it's so seamless, it's ridiculous. Like, you almost the, think that you it's know, a person crazy in a too. suit. What's crazy is that, like, not only are they in a suit, but they have all these cameras all over them and these, like, fucking dots all over their faces and shit yeah. like that. So for them to get this kind of dramatic, like, uh, performance 
gosh. It's crazy because I could imagine somebody being really serious and like crying to you with dots all over their face and like a <laughs> flashlight pointing at their forehead. Right, right. You know, it, the it's just it's just a great job all around. This movie is so good. Yeah, I mean, all the way around. You're right. I mean, acting, writing. Um, if you don't, again, if you don't have a good story, then none of that CG or the special effects, it doesn't fucking matter. But because the story and the writing and the acting is so freaking good that the CGI action, all that stuff just it just adds even more to it. It makes it even better. So it's, this is, I mean, people, filmmakers need to pay attention to this movie or to the trilogy because this is how you fucking do it. Um, and again, it doesn't matter that they might have ripped off from other movies or added elements or this or that. It didn't matter because the story was so good and the acting was so good that you don't mind those kind of things. Like it just, it was just really cool to see the apes go on an event. It's completely different than the other two movies because the other two movies are just kind of hanging out there and, and shit happens. You know, this time they're going on like a Shrek and Donkey type adventure, you know, or Magnificent <laughs> Seven type adventure, and you're like, oh shit, they never done this before. This is cool, you know. So uh, just very exciting. What a good movie, man! It's just popcorn movie, but also just a solid good acting movie. This fucking thing deserves awards, and I'm sure it's going to be top of our Chewy list next year for sure. Yeah. So um, unless something comes around along and, and surpasses it, but I kind of doubt it right now. Looking ahead, so well we're several months in, and and well we got Dunkirk coming up this week, so oh so yeah, that's true, that's true. And I'm hearing really good things about that. I'm excited about that. But at the same time, spoilers, you could just read a history book. <laughs> <laughs> Which you know, I, I know a little bit about that, but I yeah, me too. But um, I don't know the full story, so I've been trying to keep away from. I'm sh- I'm sure Google. Nolan, you know, does a, a great dramatic retelling of it. Um, but there's no talking apes in it, which already sets it back for me. <laughs> well, well, but it also doesn't have Michael Bay directing it like Pearl Harbor, so it's actually That's a true. plus. So That's true. We won't get a love story, a shitty love story in the middle of a. But of again, a spoilers! Novel. Spoilers! Go read a history book. You can't read a, <laughs> you can't read a history book on War for the Planet of the Apes. You're not going to find the ending. <laughs> it's not spoiled anywhere. <laughs> But Dunkirk yeah. is spoiled in the history book. Just look up Dunkirk right now. Wikipedia. No, don't do that. Go watch the movie first, then listen to our podcast, then go to Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that was uh, episode 90. God, 10 away from 100. I've Chew on This at Nerd United Podcast. I'm BJ. Vic. Until next time, folks, chew on that. Later. <laughs>